Make that shit happen. <laughs> Evening, Tom. Hey, Joseph. How are you, sir? I'm good. You were talking about um, people who don't get things, and which is pretty general. I know. We have no context for that. But, <laughs> okay. But it, it spurred me on to this, mm-hmm. which is something I brought for you. Oh. One hopes it's scrumptious. What is this? It's a little eggnog, my friend. Ah, the nog. The holiday season is upon us. Oh, dude, That's kind of gross, that cup, but you'll deal with it. Yeah. That's, well, Jesus, God. Okay, it looks like one of your avocado plants jizzed in the bottom of it, but okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's make sure our, our voices are thick and syrupy mm, as we talk into the microphone. A little eggnog you know, for our podcast. You know what I want is some waffles, <laughs> but, but not cooked. But I looked um, a few places for this eggnog oh, on the way over here. Thank you, man. And on two separate occasions, I ran into a clerk who said, what? Eggs? <laughs> and they said, no, eggnog. Eggnog? Mm-hmm. What is that? Oh. They had no idea what eggnog is. No. That's serious. Fuck off. Listen, it's going the way uh. of anchovies and everything else that's delicious in life. Yeah. Yeah, the shit that you have to be an adult to really get into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anchovies, yep. you know, pussy. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying, like, the good things in life. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, really here's just, the thing, nobody likes. I think the clerk probably uh, nobody, <laughs> likes pussy. I don't nobody know. likes scotch the first time they drink it. Of course you don't. Nobody okay. fucking does. You acquire it. It's one of those things that as an adult, you're like, I. I came out of the it, womb loving eggnog. Mm, well, yeah, this nog. is probably not the best example of it. <laughs> it really, it really is a, a kid's candy. Oh, it's so to good. me, it is That's deliciousness. What it reminds me of it's part of the. It's one of the things I love about the holidays is they break this out and and the yep. and my one indulgence, Starbucks wise, which is the eggnog latte. Oh, I don't I would, like those flavored coffees. I, I don't. I don't either. Except this one. Call in with your favorite uh, coffee, <laughs> uh, holiday coffee. Your caffeinated beverage of holiday <laughs> choice, please. Well, something not pumpkin or spicy. Sorry. <laughs> I actually, but I got into this at, at the place that I like to think invented it, which was back when we were living over in uh, Florida Street in mm-hmm. San Francisco. I lived in the Mission District. Yeah, we did. Oh, deep Mission. Yep. Uh, back when, back before it is what it is now, mm-hmm. uh, there was this place over on Twenty Fourth called um, Oh. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it was a, it was like a coffee house, mm-hmm. and I went in there and they just had eggnog lattes. I was like, oh. give that a shot. Yeah, and it was great. It was like a nice little indie place. They made a pitch and eggnog latte. Uh-huh. That kind of introduced me and been a fan ever since. It's hard to believe a man like you likes eggnog flavored lattes. Really? You know, speaking of that time, I wonder if there's a reason behind your. Saying I was reminded. <laughs> <laughs> I was reminded um, that today mm. is the 24th anniversary. No. Of the time that you and I went to a rock concert in San Jose at the campus of San Jose oh, State shit. University, can't forget, not forget that. On you a can put, a, of you can hold up a. Uh, this is, I guess, a rule of the show, mm-hmm. which I'm just sort of making right now. You can always hold your hand up or like put the old cut to the neck if you don't want me to mention anything. But oh no, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I got no, <laughs> no problem. I don't either. I have no dignity to, to savage here. <laughs> we went 24 years ago today. We oh. went to a rock concert and. <laughs> San Jose, California. Now, where we said there was some extraordinary things went on at this rock concert. The primary one was that my friend Richie, my buddy Richie from mm-hmm. work, um, set us up with some mighty strong blotter acid. Oh, yeah. And uh, we lost our minds in a delicious way. We did. And then we had traveled down um, via public transportation mm-hmm. from from the city from san francisco oh i my, my remembrance of this was a little bit different actually hmm. 
Something off already? No, no. Well, no. It, it was this that um, my, the way I remember it is this. Mm-hmm. I thought we were cool because because you had a car at the time. It was the Mustang, mm-hmm. right? You had this old Mustang, and it was like, yeah, we're gonna go drive down there. And then like you, the day before the concert, you like you put it in the shop or something yeah, like no, that. And then we yeah. had a, and it was like, ah, what the hell are we no, gonna it's do? No, now? so that's yeah, it's no divergence in the story. Yeah, uh, so we took public, we took the Caltrans or something. Took down. Caltrans down, and there's no there's no. Hey, we took the train down, and there's no sort of returning that night. Like by the time yeah. we, by the time the, the time the concert got out. The last train was already gone, and Those there was the no days. way we we're going to make that fucking thing anyway. Those are the days uh, when you and I could drop a tab of acid, go see a concert, and then just say, well, we'll just stay up all night, walk around. Walking around like hobo. We, <laughs> there's a train in the morning, yes. or a bus in the morning, no problem. Mm-hmm. Make it uh, back to work somehow. And then never mind the fact that it that started raining. <laughs> it started raining. Too. Uh, so uh, we um, were chilling out, walking yeah. around San Jose on acid, mm-hmm. and um, we decided to get a beer and to walk around foolishly. On acid, the middle of downtown uh, San Jose. Under the notion that this was God's own green fucking America, yep. and a man could have a beer in a bag and walk around. It was our first libertarian moment. Oh, damn your eyes. And a couple of cops. Yeah, one of which still reminds me of Barney Rubble, that may have been the acid, decided to there was a certain us. There was a certain blonde lack of neckness to this fucking guy. There was guy a certain that really... face like a candle melting quality to him as well, well as there's I recall. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a certain dread that he carried with him. I'm sure it was from him. Well, this is why one of the reasons we're idiots and we have a long and storied past is that these guys stopped us to cite us for drinking in public, essentially. Right. And we're in our early 20s, and it's really not that big a deal. And we're on acid. Yeah. And the cops are apparently none the wiser or don't care. Right. And they happened to mention, they were very cool with us. Mm-hmm. They happened to mention as they're citing us, giving us a ticket that, you know, you just have to send the goddamn money in. That, uh, look, you know, guys, we don't mean to be too hard on you guys. We know you're just having a beer after a concert downtown. Mm-hmm. But um, we really want to, we're trying to clean up the downtown. Which, by the way, it never has. So Santa- <laughs> to this fucking day. <laughs> so cut to us a couple of, we, we got back to the city. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks later, we decided to go down to San Jose and fight, fight the, the man. man. So we go to court and we wait nervously. A couple of um, couple of Socrates is. I just I'm going to put this on put this on a notice. I'm going yeah. to wait to see if you use a particular word. Now go ahead and finish this. Oh, I probably now you're going to put me in too much pressure. But the judge finally calls us up, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, the cop is there, which oftentimes doesn't happen. Well, I think that's what we, I was counting on. Yeah, the and cop so, wouldn't show so the, the, fuck the up. judge says, "Well, what, what, what's your side of the story?" And were you drinking beers downtown? And I said, yeah, "Well, Your Honor, yes." Yeah. But uh, I just want to point out that that officer over there—it's uh, like a very like a Perry Mason moment for me—admitted, mm. admitted fully, he was merely trying to quote unquote clean up downtown right right i thought that would be a slam dunk for some reason and the judge looked at me and said yes like you fucking idiot that's of course he's being nice to you Uh i'm not telling you what a loser you are you know and uh, I think just for the effort, he knocked our ticket down to $24 each or something. Yeah, he knocked it down a little bit. I don't know that I ever paid it, quite honestly. Yeah, well, there <laughs> it is. Now you have a warrant on record, <laughs> buddy. A warrant on record, $24. What's worth... the word you were thinking of? Oh, uh, I I remember us being a little more craven <laughs> than that. Mm. That, was, that was the word I was looking well, at. Was... Well, what is it? What did we say? We would, I don't remember exactly mm. what we said, but I remember being like, I was, just, I was terrified yeah. <laughs> being in that court facing a judge. I don't like that. I'm not a no. crazy. All my dreams of being a great criminal. Oh, yeah. Fucking just, no. Just, no. Uh, or man. lawyer. Either way. Either way, man. Yeah. Either way. Well, sometimes. A couple of other things I remember about that night, though. 
one of them is that uh, we were uh, that we actually watched the opening band. This is the first time I ever heard of Dave Matthews. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, terrible. They were well, we were high. I don't know exactly. Well, now you do, but at the time they were decent. Oh, okay. Um, Well, it was. It's just another case, I would say, of uh, two guys who were railroaded arbitrarily. Yes. And that brings us, I think, <laughs> to our first film on our podcast regarding Sir Kirk Douglas. Mm. And that is 1957's Paths of, of Glory. glory. Yes, directed sir. by Stanley Kubrick, in fact. Well, yes, both movies we're going to be talking about tonight. Both movies are directed by Stanley although in very different ways. Very, very different ways, yeah. This is Kubrick's, I think, third film. The Killing was his second. There was one in 1953. I can't remember the, the, name, remember of the name of that. Yeah. Anyway, so it's an early Kubrick film, and, mm-hmm. and um, but it's a brilliant film. Right. You turned me on to this film years ago. It is uh, It is one of my favorite movies. It's a great. It's one of my favorite war movies. It's one of my favorite movies. It has one of my favorite endings of all time. The, mm-hmm. the tear-jerking ending on this thing is yep. just... It hits me like a ton of bricks every single time I see it. So Kirk, Kirk, this is a World War One film. It's World first War One. Kirk so. Douglas, I have to say, I he's not among my favorites. Really? But, well, I'm, he doesn't make the top ten. There's other people who, including his his big time film partner Burt Lancaster, that sort of are ahead of him. But I definitely mm-hmm. like Kirk Douglas. He's very likable. He makes interesting choices, mm-hmm. like this one. He made the one about I think it was called the Juggler. About the the sort of the, oh. the the juggler the guy the Israeli who has PTSD yeah, and he's a juggler. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just the Brotherhood. He's made some really really interesting choices. I I adore him. He's like one yeah. of my top. He's definitely in my top ten. And he's got that great butt chin, that little dimply chin. Oh uh, yeah, and that, that improbably chiseled face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like stacked on top of a wrestler's body that he maintained into his fifties. A lot like Tom and I. Oh yeah, I would say. <laughs> yeah, but I think wrestler are more like Ted Bundy. I'm like uh, King Kong Bundy over yeah. here. <laughs> no, I think your first yeah, uh, Ted, guess King, Ted Bundy. Ted was King correct. Kong God, Bundy. Yeah. It was a very different thing. Degenerate was, over there. You're like, would you make? Would you help me get this turnbuckle into the van and then start <laughs> chewing it? So, right. so he, so uh, Kirk Douglas plays, uh, I think, Colonel Dax, as I recall, um, from the yes, French Colonel Army, mm-hmm. um, along the sort of um, the, the 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 front there, the Western Front, right, Western of front. World War One. Well, this is the sort of like like these the stories where where um, soldiers would battle like uh, days for like yards. Oh yeah, I mean just yeah. insane sort of fighting along the western front, like a three day a three day nonstop barrage of artillery into a into a focused into a focused area, yep. and and a million men you know or a hundred several hundred thousand men just going over the top into this thing, yeah, at a place that just got shelled for three fucking days straight, yeah, and coming away with three feet, you know, like having gained. Nothing, almost, almost exactly nothing. Well, there just aren't very many World War One films. I mean, they make more now. I would say than it did then because it just World War Two. By the time World War Two came around, there, there was a film industry with a thirty-year history. Yeah, not so much with World War One. World War One, well, because World War One is really difficult. All right, I think I think from a from a cinema. Uh, Cinematography standpoint, World War One is really difficult to get right. Which, yep. by the way, this movie does. It really gets the a, t- a sense of the World War One battlefield right. In glorious sort of the the, the san- uh, black and white cinematography you'd expect from like Twilight Zone cinematography. Yeah, yeah good, really sort of dark, dark, weird. Lots of good shadows. Yep. Definitely Kubrick. Kubrick starting to starting to spread his wings a little bit. Yeah, you know, because he he done the killing like three years before, Which, and it, it, that's that's Kubrick like good storytelling, but not matching the storytelling with the visual effects like yeah. he does here. Although pretty like 
damn decent visuals, I have to say, yep. in uh, the killing, you know, but but not but Paths but not he was nowhere nowhere near an auteur yet, you know, yep. he, an auteur fall is after Paths of Glory for that matter, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, but 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 that's one of the things that makes it so hard to put together a World War One movie is World War One battlefields, Jesus, the amount of work it takes to make one of those things appear and make men and and sort of look like an actual world war one battlefield is is it's amazing you know yeah. just imagine how many like shattered skeletons and rat fucking bodies you have to strew across a landscape to be able to get this thing right it's like your apartment yeah very similar to that except without um, you know except without the overhead the, the fan over the uh, oven working that wasn't so great that was a Let's long way on. to get nowhere buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was three days for one Suck yard <laughs> i haven't drank a drink motherfucker um, anyway, so I want another cup of eggnog. <laughs> Great reference. Mm. So, 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 what's the central conflict here? You know, we have um, we have a general, mm-hmm. um, not Adolf Manju. He's the sort of like brigade Adolf Manju, general. The Adolf Manju is like the big general. Adolfo Manju, I think it's called, is his name. But he's like uh, he's like the man in charge of the front. He's like an army commander, uh, and you know, in the French army, in their wisdom. Have decided to uh, attack a, a, a particular area of the German front, um, and um, basically, it's a suicide. It's a suicide run. The, the, so the soldiers they have there are too few. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're too they're, they're too depleted. They're too physically and emotionally tired. They can't do it. Even the general in charge of this particular division, who is the other, the guy, I can't General remember. Moreau. Moreau, right? Paul Moreau. Paul Moreau yep. is he's like my boy. My boys can't do it, and then. Manju goes like, but there might be a promotion. Yeah. And then you get to watch like a fantastic scene. <coughs> mm, thick. Or Moreau. He's like, pointing to my cock, by Basically the way. talks, uh, oh, that what, that's what's pointing here. Uh, talks himself into, yeah. this attack can work. Yeah. In fact, how could it not work? Yeah, I mean, I would like, say if uh, there's so few flaws to the film, the, the, the rapidness with which he makes that turn in front of the car- camera is a little cartoonish. It's yeah. almost cartoonish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, and there are a couple of other areas otherwise where yeah. it becomes a little bit cartoonish. But um, It's clearly all about his ego. Not the promotion, uh, but also his ego. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely he right. He can get his men to something. To, Succeed yeah. somehow in this impossible, and they task. love me so much they'll do it. And they're yes. like, "Yeah, that bullshit." Okay, so anyway, so he's like, uh, so so he's like, "Okay, we're gonna do it." Sets the attack, mm-hmm. and then we cut to Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas is a uh, is a company commander or a platoon commander, he's a, and he's a, he's a lawyer in his his in um, civilian life, civilian right? life. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and he's like, "This isn't gonna work." And he's more. a good man to his troops. Like he gives a shit about them. Yeah, he has got a fathering attitude to his troops, and 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 he's. Um, you could tell he's a little bit of an outsider because of that. Yeah. To a certain to the higher command. Right. You know, the higher command don't don't like that kind of fraternization with the troop, that that sort of attitude. Uh, and that comes through really clearly. But so anyway, so he's ordered to to do this to make this attack happen. So right. he's the cutting edge. His uh, his uh, group is the cutting edge. I think it's a brigade or a battalion now that I think about it. Is the cutting edge of this particular attack. Cutting edge. Shut up, fat boy. Okay. Anyways, um I've seen your knees. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so the attack uh, is set. They it happens and it fails miserably. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the s- subplots of this is mm-hmm. before that they have a little scouting run. Yeah, like a group of uh, soldiers go out to scout the perimeter and check out the German line. I'm, I'm going to make Tom, that a feature. All of those noises sh- are Tom's microphone. And by the way, I warned him. He tried to squeeze it into a small space. And if you've ever seen Tom, the idea of him squeezing something into a small space is terrible. Please go ahead. Don't, uh, don't let me interrupt. Dude, my penis notwithstanding. Okay, it's never withstanding. But go ahead. Anyway, what? Shut up. There was a joke in there somewhere. I guess so. It's about your penis. Oh, man. I can't even see the 
penis. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah. So, uh, so during this, uh, uh, during this patrol, the yep. leader of the patrol is a drunk and a, and, and supposedly a coward. It's hard to say because I, I, he's I, an I, asshole is what he is. Well, he is an asshole first and foremost. Yes. But on that, on top skunk, of that, skunk, if you will, the way he uh, deals with being in, uh, on, on the World War front, uh, one front is to drink a lot, drink way too I much, would, and sure. be an incompetent officer. I would too. That's yeah. a, it's hard to fucking drink judge away. him too hard on that. No. Uh, except during except during the actual patrol, he has a panic attack. Yeah. And ends up killing one of his own men by abandoning them. And not, yeah. So well, he, he like freaks out and throws. Throws a grenade and and then runs back. Tries and then, to falsify a report. Does falsify the report. Well, right. well. So then, so then, one of the guys who comes makes his way back, right, the to the guy, trenches. The other guy, yeah. Who, who this guy, this rat, this drunk rat, assumes right. is, has been killed, mm. says, "I'm gonna rat you out." Right. Basically, and, tell on you. And this guy convinces him not to, mm-hmm. which was a mistake. It turns out to be a terrible mistake. Why, Tommy? Why? Well, because the the attack fails on the ant hill. That's what the German position is called, the ant hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it fails. It fails miserably because it never had a chance to begin with, and we were told. That at the beginning of the movie, right? All right, so the soldiers uh, try the attack; it fails. They retreat. Some of them never leave the trenches. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, the general uh, in charge of the division uh, orders his own artillery to fire on general the general Paul Moreau. Paul Moreau, yes, yeah. in order to drive them out of the trenches and into the attack on so Germans. There's just tons of assholes going around. Kirk Douglas is well, the only the men a, and Kirk Douglas. Hurricane of assholes. A lot of hurricane <laughs> of assholes. Yes. Hurricane Anus. It's bad news. That was the film that that um, Kubrick was working on when he died. It was Hurricane of Assholes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh behave. Oh, please. Yeah, so, <laughs> From so, your mouth to God's ear, what, what, Tommy. What, 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 what gets lost in the shuffle is that this is actually based on a real incident, too. Yeah. And this happened. Not this was not an uncommon occurrence. Anyways, okay. I'm so, so the, excited. So about the, this. The, what's I am? I, you really are excited. This this is like a petrified forest. You're getting very very worked up. Summer. It's not a criticism. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying watching you. My, my face is heart attack red. It's good. Yeah. No. Uh, so the, uh, where was I? Sorry, it was passive snorry. Was was what I'm calling your story oh, right passive now. Passive slurry. Yeah, I'm yeah. saving that for too long. Sorry. All right. Uh, you should you should have saved it longer. Um, where was I? I really don't know. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Look, the point like, is there's this. a bunch of plants over here that are actually a way better fucking <laughs> the co-host point is than this. you. Before Tom brings you us an 18-page summary, essentially it's this that um, an example is going to be <laughs> okay. General Moreau, having been sort of humiliated by the men not not uh, taking the ant hill, um, being upset by it, um, recognizing that the men eventually retreated, which of course they fucking had to. It was ridiculous not to. Decides to make. Um, an, a, example. A, an example out of three men. He's actually talked down to three men from like right. Originally, fifty or yeah, something. Yeah, he wanted like a hundred men. Oh, ridiculous! Just lined this up is an shot. asshole. This guy. Yeah. So, so three men are like arbitrary, quote unquote, arbitrarily chosen, including the one mm. guy who has the goods on the sergeant who abandoned him, and right. the sergeant is is tasked with with choosing him. Right. Yeah. So, so now we have three men who are going to um, be court martialed, which mm-hmm. is. A, a kangaroo court, sir. Okay. Oh, the pouch is oh, here. Oh, the there. kangaroos. Oh, Joey's here. Joey's there. Bounce, oh. bounce, bounce. Okay, dude. Um, <laughs> you've, been, you've been saving that too, haven't you? No, no, it just came out. Oh, wow. Seen some of the quality. Oh, how whimsical. Yeah. Um, there's a court martial, and it's a kangaroo court, and and they're Absolute going to be kangaroo. shot. They're yeah. going to be shot. Mm-hmm. So what do we have? Like the last third of a, a film. That's really about these men awaiting their death, an unfair death. 
Oh yeah, an absolute, an unfair and undeserved death by, by any stretch. In fact, the guy who gets outed, uh, ratted in by his uh, by his um, his lieutenant the, from the patrol, mm-hmm. um, he's like he's like previously decorated three times for heroism or something like yeah. that. Like he's he's a legitimate fucking war hero. Yeah. For this particular fate to come, you know, come on him is incredible. Is is ironic and horrible and all like that. And then yeah. really, this is an anti-war movie in in a in, but in a good sense, like in in all the senses that that a, that an anti-war movie should exist. It's a perfect companion. If you want to, if you want to uh, pair this with some lit, if you've never read um, All Quiet on the Rest Western oh, Front by okay. Remarquet, right? It's from from the that's from the German point of view yeah. of the Western mm-hmm. Front. It's a great pairing. What were you thinking? I was thinking, well, if you really want to slash your wrist open in a leafy glade somewhere, yeah, there's always Johnny got his gun too. Wow. Well, that's Fuck. an interesting thing. Save that for yeah. a second. But but just to sort of finish off Paths of Glory, it's an astounding movie. It's it's again. I'm gonna put it in that category that you hate, Tom. Of like movies one ought to watch, like and you know, it's, yeah. it's not only great, it's important. I think it is because first off, it is it, it this this actually happened. Yeah, the French army eventually mutinied because it got tired of being beaten up by its own command structure for yeah. not being able to do this impossible bullshit. Yeah, you know it. it it's that it's the extraordinary acting is in it too. Kirk Douglas Very is at actor. his absolute best. Yeah, I am. I'm kicking myself in the ass. I can't remember the name of one of the, uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the guys who gets shot who also happened to be in the killing. Oh, okay. Uh, Tim's uh, Timothy. Something. Tim something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, great actor. I mean, just great actors, top to bottom in this thing. The acting Everything. is wonderful. Cinematography, writing, and that directing. ending is the mother. I mean, you, that's we're not going to say the ending. And it's not worth talking, not not worth giving away the ending, except to say the ending is one of the all time best endings of of any film, and you yeah. you won't see it coming. No, you won't see it coming, and and it, it and if it doesn't break your heart, you have no fucking heart to break. It did not break my. Heart. Well, like I said, <laughs> I stand. No, of course, I it stand proven right. Of course, it did. It was a, it's a great ending, a great film, and and it's an investment of like eighty two minutes or something, and right. so much happens in this film. Yeah, it's 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 so it is. Now that I think about it, you're right. It is a, like a it's not a long movie. It's nope. densely packed. It yes. really gets everything it needs to say across. Yep. Four stars. Really Thumbs is. Up. Fuck. All right, kid. All right, I'll go with Kubrick on this one. All right. Yeah, Kubrick is. Um, he's. A, I'm coming around. He's, I think he might be have a future that Kubrick. Uh, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, I'm sort of. A, I'm a bit of a heretic on this one. It was my preferred Kubrick period is his earlier stuff before he kind of went off before he went off and became way too much Kubrick uh you know I mean we'll do a Kubrick episode at some sure. point but but I I um I tend to agree that it's it's more consistent quality mm-hmm. at, at, in the 50s and, and early 60s and um I think the films are better later but far and few between and a, a bigger investment oh well, yeah um, oh, by the audience more than anybody that's else. what I mean yeah so that's that's ah. how I meant it okay, yeah yeah um, so, but, but you mentioned Dalton Trimbeau a, a Dalton few minutes Trimbeau. ago, which I think is, is worth uh, mentioning Ooh. because he factors into our second film. Yep. And I don't know that this was his comeback film being, uh, coming out of the blacklist because it's 1959 when he's writing it, 1960 when it's released. I think it's the first one with his name on it. Okay. So his, uh, so Dalton Trimbeau, who wrote the screenplay for Spartacus. Spartacus. Which is, uh, an, again, now this we is- We are Spartacus. You know what? That is such a great. That's one of those universal references. I right. am Spartacus, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so um, the thing about this being a Douglas film, and, and we're pairing um, Douglas with Kubrick again, sure. just coincidentally, mm-hmm. is that it's a Kubrick film, and it's not quite a Kubrick yeah. film because Kubrick got his name attached to it, and you can see Kubrick isms in it for certain, right? But it's not purely a Kubrick film. Well, let's back up because I want to say this. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to say mm-hmm. the one of the things I like. Mm-hmm. I suspect that. I, 
part of Kubrick's influence on this movie, I think, is what makes it for me the bar none, like the really the best sort of epic historical movie of this time period. And there were a shit ton of I them. I was thinking that. You know what? To be honest, there Tom. There had to be something that differentiated. I rewatched this movie, and before rewatching it, I was so ready to say that I no longer liked it. I mm-hmm. was just deciding it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And it's because... I think there are a lot of those films, like from late the 50s to mid 60s. Or something like that. Even Ben Hur, which is a great film, mm-hmm. or Ten Commandments, and Agony and Ecstasy, which is not that great. Yeah. <clears throat> the Young Lions, which sort of fits into it. I mean, it, it's okay. not in terms of being like about ancient history, but about being kind of epic. You know, it has yeah. an epic two and a half hour quality and several characters, sort of the lattice work of characters. We should and so talk forth. about that movie at some point. Definitely. Well, well I have an idea for that. But, okay. but, um, uh, uh, ten minutes in, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a great fucking movie. It's a great movie, great and it's, movie. And, and again, I think it might be the combination. Of, well, I think it's a lot of it has to do with Trumbo, of course. Okay, because Trumbo never was not Trumbo. Like his, like first of one of the things to remember. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I mean, literally, yeah. literally, he never ceased <laughs> to physically be the man named Duncan. His DNA Trumbo. remained the same, even that mustache but, DNA. But, 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 but like coming back out of the out of his little hiatus there. Yeah, uh, hiatus. Hiatus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit underground in America. There's a little vacation you know what? in the a, Anne Frank cellar. A special fuck you once again to Barbara Stanwyck and Robert Montgomery. I don't think we ever will do an episode on you motherfuckers. Elias Kazan, maybe, but but um because they were so gleeful in uh, their naming of names. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Trumbo. But we will do um What's it? Never mind. I can't remember names. Oh, so it's focus, Tom. Focus, Tom. Dalton Trumbo. Oh, um, but 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 he was a pacifist. He yeah. never like, and that and that actually comes through in this movie. Like, this, there's this weird. He he liberalizes a lot of the the sort of the approaches in the way that Spartacus. You know, Spartacus comes from a slave society. He would not no. have. He didn't give a shit about freeing slaves necessarily. He wanted his own goddamn freedom in real life. Oh, like I see what you mean. Context. So he makes it a sort of patriotic. Yeah, he may, well, he pushes this this concept of freedom and liberty and how it it doesn't mean anything like this back then, but it has that meaning now. And he fucking unabashedly is a fan of that kind of thing. Well, it's and interesting. He'll beat the drum on that shit. Well, you know, in the last film, um, Colonel Dax, as played by Kirk Douglas, says mm-hmm. um, patriotism is the last refuge of scoundrels. Yes, and uh, is that? Voltaire? I don't know who that is. But anyway. Yeah, it is Voltaire. So so um, that's interesting that you say that because in a way, I guess Trumbo would have said that, I mean, would have disagreed or something because he makes um, he makes Spartacus so patriotic. Well, but at the same time, I think Dalton Trumbo wasn't necessarily an American so much. He was an internationalist. I think he was mm. kind of a, I mean, he was a communist, I think. Yep. And, uh, you know, Make and I don't think pancakes. he, in, what's that? Make great pancakes. I don't get that. Internationalist. House of Pancakes. House of Pancakes. Apparently, they're making pancakes out of (laughs) fucking cheesecake now. What is wrong with you people? You're kidding me. No, there's like this new thing they're advertising, and even I'm like going, dude, fucking Uh, too much. And then the baseball one. Oh shit! I mean, batter up. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, so you were saying battered? Okay. (laughs) I'm in a weird mood tonight. Go uh, ahead. You really are. You're very whimsical in, 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 in an incredibly in an way. incredibly <laughs> annoying way. <laughs> Sorry, it's the eggnog, people. <laughs> but, right, but, but listen, but, should, we, should we go back? Because I, I know you're on a, a run here, and I appreciate go, it. Go, but, go, go. but just just about like um, people, anyone who doesn't know, because part of what we want in these podcasts is yeah. someone to go like, oh, Spartacus, I've heard of it. What it is it? Right? Bugs me that somebody wouldn't know everything. Yeah, there is to know but okay, about so he's born a slave, right? Um, and and the Roman Empire. according to this story, in the Roman Empire, he's released from slavery um, when someone comes along and sort of purchases him for his, his good teeth and attitude um, to become a, a, um, 
what do you gladiator. call it? Gladiator, yeah. yeah gladiator. <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> gladiator. Yeah. Um, with, along with Woody Strode, uh, for some reason, yep. and, and others. So he's taking this gladiator camp. Known as Draba the Negro in this movie. Draba the Negro? Yeah. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to sort of set it up. So so it, it starts with him in this sort of quote-unquote gladiator school, which right. is a prison for gla- for gladiators who will have the privilege of, of potentially dying for other people's uh, amusement. I think, yeah, potential, potential is one way of putting it. The, the near certainty of, at some point of it coming yep. true. Although some, although the, the, there are the, like some gladiators did win their freedom eventually because it became super blah blah blah. Um, blah. And if you've seen if you've ever seen the movie Gladiator, oh, yeah. it was nothing like that. Everybody, but this is much more like it. They had these schools. Uh, the, the training was intensive, mm-hmm. um, and then um, eventually, like he falls in love with one of the uh, female slaves on the uh, on the plantation. There. So we're talking about um, Gene. Uh, is Gene it Gene Simmons? Simmons? Yeah, Gene Simmons. Gene, you know with the is? tongue and the fucking guitar. Bah! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry, different Gene Simmons. This is Gene Simmons. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gene Simmons coffins. Uh, Get up! Everybody's Gene gonna Simmons lose their coffee seat. mugs. Okay. Um, I thought that was a pretty decent Gene Simmons. No. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what he sounds like. Well, then he's perfect. Yeah, wonderful joke. You know, it. I'm a little hot and cold on her because um, mm. actually, I like her a lot in that same year, Elmer Gantry. Yeah. Um, and in this one, I think she's the one. Among some, I find this cast to be divided between those who are essential and mm-hmm. those who are easily replaceable. And she's not the most easily replaceable, but I didn't find anything particularly engaging about her more than anyone else who could have played that role. Uh, well, okay. I mean, she's, a, she's, she's a prostitute, a slave prostitute in, in the Gladiator School. Slash cook, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, she's assigned to, to. She meets Spartacus. She's one of the. She's one of the. For many. some reason, has a goddamn marine haircut. That is also something that bothers me about this film. This gladiator hat looks like he's part of the Beach Boys ensemble. Um, who's assigned to him, um, and he's too kind to make love yeah, to, yeah. to her. Meanwhile, then she's taken in and then sent to get railed in the next room over. Uh, it is brutal. For, for 1960, I was thinking like how brutal that is. He has to sit there listening. To sweet, sweet love making of yeah. other. Gladiators, but uh, I well, I get it back. So just to back this up, I mm-hmm. love Gene Simmons. I have a, I've mm-hmm. always had a thing for her. Yep. I don't know what it is. And okay. uh, this movie, I would say I'm going to agree with you on this one because she has a quality of like not belonging in this movie. I'm going to point something out, and I'm sorry because you're going to feel like I'm stretching it here, but I, she looks a little like your mom. No, no, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Okay. Um. Hmm, let's see. No, not really. Okay, go back. But she's got the th- she's got the thin she's got the thin uh, woman. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, what happened, Tommy? <laughs> I want to fuck her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Gene but Simmons. She, is, she, she she has a quality of not quite belonging on the screen, and I think yep. some of it has to do with the fact that well, she was like forty five when she did this. No way. Uh, she was like in her mid. She was like in her early to mid forties. She doesn't look. No, exactly. And if you go back and watch it, but she doesn't look that age. Yeah, no, she doesn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you go back and you watch it really carefully, Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of gel on that lens. Hmm. There's a little bit of a glow to her that kind of sets her apart in the movie. And in that sense, and in a couple of senses, she doesn't appear to belong. Okay, I see. I I get that. Okay. So, um, but in the meantime, um, so they fall in love in the in the gladiatorial school. Yep. Uh, and then uh, run pra- by Peter, uh, 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 very macho Peter Ustinov. <laughs> very macho, yeah. Uh, uh, mm, my gout has spread. Tom, this is not my gout. Oh, Shut I up. thought you were talking about yourself. Okay, not mine. Um, so, uh, so he's running this uh, this this uh, gladiatorial school. Meanwhile, <laughs> Crassus. 
played by played by the great wonderful Charlton Lawton. Charles Charles Lawton. No, who am I talking about? Lawrence Olivier. Oh, Charles Lawton is plays Gracchus. Well, I'm sorry, Tom. I mixed up Gracchus and Crassus. <laughs> by, by the way, I, I did, not to be too much of a, of a, of a historical pedant, too late. Uh, they have uh, they've got like people who were like decades apart in the same movie mm. here. That being the case, yep. he plays uh, Gracchus. Uh, yep. Olivia plays Gracchus, yep. the richest man in Roman history, uh, and um, he comes down to this with a couple of his friends, and they want to have their own gladiatorial fight in the mm-hmm. school itself. They want they're purists yep. for it. It's like. I don't know, like a bullfighting thing in somebody's backyard. So you, it's kind of how they're treating it. Well, so so what we have here is, is I feel we're we're losing track of the thread of the the plot here, which is we have the slave revolt, right? And basically the Spartan oh. army led by Kirk Douglas. The Spartan and the army, <laughs> fearful is what's that? The slave army, buddy. As opposed to what? The Spartans were a Greek <laughs> Greek city state. Here, here's the thing. No, I don't, I don't I, mind I, being wrong, but you are intolerable. I just pointed it out, dude. <laughs> you are. I can't let you get. Away. I cannot you let know you get away with such a sin. In All right, of our fine. The slave glorious army. listening audience, both uh, okay, of them. Okay, the slave army. <laughs> oh, Joseph, um, led by uh, crew cutted Kirk Douglas. Yeah, and then you have the quivering Roman Senate. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about uh, Charles Lawton. Charles Lawton. We're right. talking about um, Laurence Olivier. Mm-hmm. We're talking about an actor who I've only seen in Rope before. Who? Which one? Oh, uh, the the Glabrous? Yes. Uh, Wayne Morris. Yeah. Wayne Morris. Oh, God. What a weasel. He plays just a Absolutely. Just a knock-kneed twat. Yes. And and here is my second problem with the film. Or maybe the third mm-hmm. if you count the, the haircut on Kirk Douglas. And that is that... <laughs> Um, you have like Laurence Olivier, mm-hmm. and then you have like Tony Curtis, right. and you have like Charles Lawton, and then you, it's just like it, there's a lot of people who don't deserve to be in this film, and Tony Curtis is one of them, and Gene Simmons to me is another one. Really, you don't like Tony Curtis? I, yeah, okay. well, I like Tony Curtis. Yeah, but but the thing is, he and a couple of others okay. th- whose names I can't remember. It's like um, all hail. The Rome. It's like fucking. Can you please get rid of your Bronx accent for this fucking? Can you just study a little bit? Tony Curtis is just so out of place. Uh, okay. It's, it's like when I saw, I saw um uh um uh what the uh, fucking Fitzgerald the uh, twenties novel. Um, oh, uh, Gatsby. The Great, Great Gatsby. The 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 latest sort of rendition of that with um mm-hmm. with Leo. Yeah. Which was not good, mm-hmm. but what made it really not good was it was populated constantly by Jay Z songs, and I like Jay Z. <laughs> but when you have a Jay Z song <laughs> in the Great I, I Gatsby, I it takes pro- you out of it. I see the problems, so and much. so Curtis takes me out of it, oh, among okay. other people who just like, come on, man. I never thought of it like that, but I guess in retrospect, I mean, because I I watched this the first time when I was like seven or eight or something like that, and I literally have seen this people, no doubt. dozens I'm of sorry, times. Mother, that's gross. I, at the time, I hadn't the knowledge, Joseph. I apologize, but uh, but <laughs> I've seen it this movie dozens of times, yep. and so to a sense, I I am having a hard time with where you're coming from, just because these people are just so entrenched in yeah, the movie yeah. for me. So yep. it's hard for me. That being said, the one that I always thought really stood the fuck out. Was uh, what's his name? Uh, Gavin, uh, the guy who played. Yes, that's another one. Yes, he played. The, he played. Jo- he was he in plays... Psycho. John. Ga- John. John Gavin. Uh, it's John Gavin again. Yeah. Gavin or Gardner. Gavin. Well, whatever. He. Your dad always <laughs> is proud of pointing out that he became the ambassador to Mexico. Right. After acting, but he was in Psycho the same year. Right, mm-hmm. and, and he was stiff in that movie too. Man, frankly, he's not a good actor, he's man. Stiff. He was, he's good looking. He was a man. pretty boy. Oh, Boo. takes a real tummy to act. Hey, Tom. Yes, sir. 
So a rum tum tummy. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, yeah, you know, again, he stands out. He's not, he, yeah. yeah, very replaceable in that sense. So what do we have here? We got what I like it's to call the such Spartan a, now that I think army. About it, it's some such people a refer to a, such an equal it's a slave like, army. Shut up! <laughs> it's such an uneven cast. I think of it because it has yeah. like literally some of the greatest actors. Am I of turning the day. a little bit? This is a good moment mm, when he turns someone. I have to think about it. Okay, all right. So anyway, I'm going to change my opinion ultimately. But go, go on. <laughs> no, no, none of the movie. I love the movie. Finish your bullshit synopsis over here. Well, it's just this: the slave army. And then the alligator army <laughs> toward Rome. I really am. And the Mockingjay took over. You know, the thing is, I am a dunce about history, but I am fucking <laughs> miles above ninety percent of the population. Yeah, that's, that's what makes me feel better. Is I still know more than ninety percent. Cheers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can't there. So so. I mean, great battle scenes, um, uh, fantastic. It's just, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has, I saw the, the, the restored version, the one they restored in the 90s, which has that supposedly crazy sex scene between Lawrence Olivier and Tony Curtis. Right. Nothing could be more boring than that bathing scene that yeah, they Yeah, it was incredibly boring and not so, and and hard to miss. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you're talking about pussy and dick. I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, <laughs> what did he say? Some, some like, prefer oysters and to snails. Some... Yes, that's You it. mean vaginas and penises. I get you. Yep. Nothing this subtle there. Um, no, it was really great. And put to, and that battle scene at oh, the end. Oh, the battle scene. Great. Yeah, the slave army rises. It does what it's going to mm. do. It's, it falls. It just They, they mm-hmm. ultimately didn't have much of a chance. Yep. So um, they so they, they fall. Spartacus gets captured. The famous scene on the hillside. Everyone gets captured. Yep. Is I am Spartacus. And that's all of his brothers rising up so that he wouldn't be singled out yep. for the punishment that... Lawrence Olivier is going to be I mean, out. Any of these films are an investment. For some reason, mm-hmm. this is a movie I like to watch in the morning because I know yeah. I'm going to stick with it. So yeah, this, for I'm me, this is an ad. This. this is a, yeah, this is a daylight movie. Daylight movie, we're oh. calling this one. Yeah, yeah, a daylight movie. Do we have new fucking categories for this? I don't know, but you know what? Kirk Douglas is, by the way, still alive. Barely. Five shots and he's still alive. Horribly alive. <laughs> yeah. In fact, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I would normally make fun of that, but I got it. There's several things. First mm-hmm. of all, you have a stroke. Okay, he's got paralysis in his, his language, but God damn it, he's still alive. Yeah. He's still Kirk Douglas. He's still spawned one of the greatest pussy eaters of all time, I, Michael Douglas. Exactly. I got to say, I was never like, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Was for me like a decent actor. Yeah. He was in Streets of San Francisco. That was I grew up on Streets of San Francisco. That's the yeah, way I love that's, it. But... So it's big for you. Yeah. But for me, like, yeah, but the moment I heard, like, he's dying of eating pussy, yep. like, that's fucking off. legend at that point. Legendary. His father <laughs> had to be proud. Legend. Oh, of course. He gave him another stroke. Oh, you know it. He yeah. gave him a fucking stroke of happiness. Yeah. That's you this time. I bumped the microphone. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> All right. Sucka. So I think, I mean, this. I, I don't think there's any surprise that we would get past the glory uh, and Spartacus. Big yeah. thumbs up. Um, and, and, you know. Of the two? It might be Spartacus only for this reason. I've seen Mass of Glory so many times. I I taught mm-hmm. it four different semesters in a humanities course, mm-hmm. the literature of the of World War One and World War Two. Um, so just for that sake, but they're both goddamn good movies. Yeah. Man. I gotta go. I'm gonna go. I think for me, Mass of Glory is is the better movie. Yeah. But if I were if I wanted somebody else besides myself to sit down and watch a movie with me and enjoy yeah. it, it'd be Spartacus. Yeah, and you know the thing is, we're picking a movie from fifty-seven and one from sixty. This narrow range of Kirk Douglas, and and you know, there's all these great sort of um, eras of Kirk Douglas. Uh, Tough guy is the best. (laughs) <laughs> well, I was going to lead up to that. You have the 70s with like the Fury. And remember the villain with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. 
Oh, check it out sometime. Well, fuck me wrong. It's a God. Western with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Kirk Douglas. God help us all. And then, of course, the aforementioned Tough Guys, which oh, introduced Bert. the world of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, first of all, and then is uh, Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster's last film. You're right. So unforgivable on one side. <laughs> Very unforgivable. And then the Chili Peppers were great. So Yeah. Well, there's uh. just so much to love about Kirk Douglas. We love you, buddy. Yep. Keep it going. And keep, Oh, man. Have another kid. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, any business? Oh, business. Um, yeah, well, the holidays are coming up. I'm looking forward to that. Yep. Um, we've got... Uh, that's not business. Though. Yeah, it's not really business, <laughs> is it? No. Hey, I'll be enjoying a... something personally in my uh, life. <laughs> I am going to be eating bread stuffed with gravy. So nice. Yeah, I'm so right. happy. Cannibalism. Uh, <laughs> holy shit. You finally got a funny one in at the end. <laughs> they were all whimsical. Yes, that's because I... Told you that word. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we have uh, join us on Patreon, everybody. We yeah. can really use the help on Patreon. Yeah. That would be fabulous. We would love to, um, yeah, just just move, um, get more stuff to make this oh, a better wow. show. <laughs> he lied. Spartacus is shorter than this, by the way. Go ahead. Oh, suck a ball. Yeah. Uh, and you have a website, I believe, where people can find your yes, comedy. Yes, I do. TomSmithComedy.com. Go check it out and keep us, you know, keep looking up up at Finley's on film and. Um, yeah. We got a YouTube channel page. Now. Yeah, we have a YouTube uh, channel. Yeah, so come on, come on, feel the noise. Oh, we love girls. You. Rock your boys. <laughs>